It's a great, great day. And the Lord is here with us to bless us. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you. We know that it's your command that at the end of the year, we should deem it fit to come together with our families, with our substance before you in appreciation, thanking you, O oh God, for the many things you have done for us. Tonight, Lord, we say come among us and receive your praise. Receive your honor and receive your thanksgiving. We thank you, Lord, for being here with us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So for an introductory scripture, I want us to look at a passage in Joshua chapter 24. A passage in Joshua chapter 24. It's a bit long, but you bear with me. Verse 1 to 15. And tonight, I bring to you the message titled, An Attitude of Gratitude. Hallelujah. Somebody say, An Attitude of Gratitude. And we want to look at something brief in Joshua chapter 24. Verse 1 to 15. And he reads, And Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, and called for the elders of Israel, and for their heads, for their judges, and for their officers, and they presented themselves before God. Hallelujah. That is what we are desiring to do on Sunday, that all of us, we are gathering our families, we are gathering our friends, we are gathering our neighbors, and come before Jehovah in this auditorium, like Joshua did in verse 1. He gathered all the tribes, the heads, the judges, the officers, and they presented themselves before God. On Sunday, Pastor Rubin introduced to us the strength and power of thanksgiving. And he made a statement in Exodus chapter 23, verse 15 and 16. He said God had commanded the Israelites that in a year they should observe three feasts. The feast of unleavened bread, the feast of harvest, which is the feast of first fruits, and the feast of ingathering. He gave us an understanding that the feast of unleavened bread is what we do during Easter. The feast of first fruits, we know in this church, at the beginning of every year, we do that. And then the feast of ingathering is the feast of thanksgiving. And the command was that the children of Israel were supposed to do this at the end of the year. Hallelujah. And so we see a parallel here in Joshua chapter 24 verse 1. Joshua gathering the people. But this passage is quite interesting. Now Joshua is about to give them a sermon. And I want us to read Pastor Joshua's sermon and take few nuggets from this sermon. Hallelujah. Verse 2 reads, And Joshua said unto all the people, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers dwelt on the side of the river in old time, even Terah, the father of Abraham, 
and the father of Nahor, and they served other gods. And I took your father Abraham from the other side of the river and led him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiplied his seed and gave him Isaac. And I gave unto Isaac Jacob and Esau. And I gave unto Esau Mansia to possess it. But Jacob and his children went down into Egypt. I sent Moses also and Aaron. And I plagued Egypt according to that which I did among them. Afterwards, I brought you out. And I brought your fathers out of Egypt. And you came unto the sea. And the Egyptians pursued after your fathers which, with chariots and horsemen unto the Red Sea. When they cried unto the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians and brought the sea upon them and covered them and your eyes have seen what I have done in Egypt. Brothers and sisters, I want you to take note of something in this passage. The word I. The number of times God is saying, I did this, I did that, and I did this, and I did that. God is giving a personal account to these children of Israel. Let's go on. On to the Red Sea. So, He put darkness between you and, and brought a sea upon them and covered them. And your eyes saw this. And I brought you into the land of the Amorites, which dwelt on the side Jordan, and they fought you. And I gave them into your hand, that ye might possess the land. And I destroyed them before you. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose and warred against Israel and sent and called Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you. But I will not hearken unto Balaam. Therefore, he blessed you still. So I delivered you out of his hand. And ye went over Jordan and came unto Jericho. And the men of Jericho fought against you, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Gigasites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. I delivered them into your hand, and I sent the honored before you, which drove them out from before you, even the two kings of the Amorites, but not with thy sword or with thy bow. And I have given you a land for which you did not labor, and cities which you did not build, and you dwell in them. You eat of the vineyards and olive yards which you did not plant. Verse 14. Now therefore, fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. Put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river. In Egypt, served the Lord. The spirit of the Lord showed me something here. He said, son, the word serve, add thanks, and reread that scripture. So I read it, 
Now therefore fear the Lord. Serve and thank him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served and thanked on the other side of the river and in Egypt. He said, Thanksgiving, it's not only Christians who practice it. Even the traditional religion people, they also do thanksgiving. They give thanksgiving to their gods. And that is what we see in festivals. The Yam Festival, the Homo Festival, and all other festivals is a form of thanksgiving that traditional religious people do unto their gods. Even the Muslims, they do thanksgiving. The occults also do thanksgiving. Huge sacrifices when it comes to their thanksgiving. So for we as Christians, if we deny ourselves of this practice of thanksgiving, we are doing ourselves a disservice. Hallelujah. Because the occults are doing it. The Muslims are doing it. The traditional religions are doing it. Why are they doing it? They know the benefits of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. And the main thing for me now is the verse 15. Hallelujah. And if it seems evil to you to serve and thank the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve and thank. Whether the gods which your father served and thank, that were the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorite in whose land you dwell. But as for me, as for me, I said, ask for me, ask for me, and my house and my family we will thank and serve the Lord. Hallelujah. If the workers see wisdom in give, doing thanksgiving, if the Muslims see wisdom in doing thanksgiving, and the Lord has commanded that at the end of the year we do the feast of ingathering on Sunday. It is wise for you to gather your neighbors, for you to gather your family, for you to gather your friends like Joshua did and bring them before the Lord with your substance and say, Lord, we know the power and strength of thanksgiving. We know the benefit of thanksgiving and therefore here is our thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But why would Pastor Joshua do this remembrance sermon to this congregation at the end of his season. Chapter 24 of Joshua, that was when he had finished his season and he did this gathering. Hallelujah. He did this remembrance sermon because, brothers and sisters, we as a people, we have short memory of good things. But long memory of bad things. When somebody does you so much good and only one little error, the 99 is gone. Short memory of good things. So Joshua had to recount to them. He went as far as terror who gave birth to Abraham, who gave birth to Isaac, who gave birth to Jacob, who gave birth to jo Joseph, and to Moses, 
a long history. As the Lord was revealing this to me, I started asking myself, what is my family history? What is my father's father's father? What has the Lord done for them? What do I even know about them? But God had to do this memory sermon to remind them that it's important to look back. Hallelujah. To activate the attitude of gratitude in our hearts, brothers and sisters, it is a wise thing to go on the memory lane. To remind ourselves of God's goodness and mercy towards us and our families. God took time to do that personal account. I delivered you. I gave you. I bless you. I protected you. Gave you deliverances and miracles. I gave you provisions and protections. He had to do that for them. For them to remember as you sit here, I want you also to go into that memory lane. Years back, what has the Lord done? He's done some for us. Hallelujah. God is saying that our thanksgiving should not just be about today's happenings or blessings. It should not be about this year's interventions alone. But he requires us all to thank him by history as a nation. As a nation, Ghana, what is our history? Do we have a Thanksgiving ceremony as a nation? And Americans have it. Every year they do Thanksgiving. As a nation, do we? As a family, do you? But thanks be to God. In this house, we are having the feasts of ingathering. When you look back, that is where you will understand Ebenezer. First Samuel chapter 7 verse 12. This is how far the Lord has helped us. Hallelujah. The problem, the problem with this thanksgiving, the problem with the attitude of gratitude is that in our daily life, there is a big problem of ingratitude. We are naturally not grateful. It is not in our blood. We are naturally not grateful. And I discovered that if you want to have an attitude of gratitude, you must learn it. Because in you, it's full of ingratitude. It is not in you to be naturally grateful. And therefore, even your children, teach them to say thank you. Teach them to have a heart of contentment. Teach them to have a heart of gratefulness. When you teach them and they grow, they will have an attitude of gratitude. Is it not amazing? When someone gives you a gift of money, instead of being grateful, you say in your head, so all the plenty money he has, is that all he can give me? Brothers and sisters, Ungratefulness is what opens up people for witchcraft practice. Someone gives you a lift to a junction. You are unhappy because the person should have dropped you in your house. Really? Nothing is enough for an ungrateful attitude. Nothing is enough. Anything you do, they will still show you ingratitude. 
You are sick in the hospital. Some few brethren visit and pray with you. And your comments are that, is that all they came to do? They couldn't even bring me some food or money. You don't even value for them to spend time, take an Uber, come to the hospital, pray some good blessings. You don't value that one because they didn't give you money. Even when we celebrate our birthdays and people send us, send us words of prophecy and blessings, we are not happy because it's meaningless. Why? It's your birthday. So they must buy you a new phone. So they must buy you a new dress. So that people should do a cake for you before you show gratefulness. Let us repent from ingratitude. It took a credit for the person to text you that blessing of, I wish you happy birthday. Be grateful for the small things. Hallelujah. How grateful are we to the one who gave up his life and body to be humiliated that you and me will be saved. Brothers and sisters, ungratefulness is an infectious disease. It is like the coronavirus. Ungratefulness. It can affect you when you associate with people who carry it. It is a spirit that controls certain families. No matter what you do for them, they will still show you ingratitude. I pray that before this sermon comes to an end, somebody with humility will change your attitude and have an attitude of gratitude. I pray that by this word of knowledge, we will become a people that appreciate people in the little, little things they go out of their way to do for us. Even a phone call that comes your way, be thankful. Be thankful for that Uber driver who drove you to church. Not long ago, I was standing here when a young guy walked to me. He said, please, uh, can I see a pastor here? I said, oh, I'm a pastor. What's your issue? He said, I brought a lady to this church. I took her from, you know, and then when, I, when we're coming, and then something happened. Then the lady started insulting the guy. Look at how dirty your mouth is. You, you, you need proper soap to wash your mouth. Only for him to come and drop the lady at church. And the guy was wondering, you are coming to church? And you are insulting me like this? Oh, let's be thankful for the little things. Be thankful for that boy or girl who helps you in your office. Who helps you at home. Be thankful for that little boy or girl. When you go to the market. We call them kayaye. Carrying the things. Following you. You pass here they will follow. Be thankful for them. Little as it is. Be grateful. Hallelujah. The security man who guards your gate. At night. Be thankful. The nanny who takes care of your children. Be thankful. The choir who prepare and rehearse over and over to minister to us. Be thankful to them. 
Don't sit there and be judging them. Look at the song they are singing. Can you sing? Do you know what it takes to stand here and minister? Be thankful. Be thankful. The pastors. The pastors. I was telling one of our pastors, we visited somebody today, and I was telling the pastor that sometimes when a church member needs you and you are not able to meet the person at the time the person wants you, they, they pour all kinds of insults on you as if they are the only person in church. Meanwhile, for a day, we attend to not more than 50 people, everybody and their issue. I can be on phone for three hours resolving marital issues. Be thankful for your counselors who prepare you for marriage. Be grateful. Hallelujah. Be thankful for your spouse. Appreciate him or her for marrying you and staying together with you. All this period. Be thankful. Those of you who are courting and about to marry, be thankful to your partner for choosing you. There were people in the race. But he chose you. Be thankful. Look at his face and say, Guy, I'm thankful you chose me. An attitude of gratitude increases the bond of love when you are grateful to each other. I remember a story I read about a young man who was begging on the streets. And a rich man was observing this young man. And to the rich man, the way this guy was begging, he, he considered the, man, the guy as a good sales personnel. So he approached this street beggar and he said, young man, I want to help you. The young man said, okay. He said, okay, I see you beg here, but this is what I want to do for you. I am going to rent a home for you. I'll pay all the bills, electricity, water, gas, everything. I'll give you new clothing, your feeding, everything. I'll take care of it. And also... I will rent a store for you. Say he rents the store in Medina Market. And because I can tell that you are a good salesperson, I'll give, I, I, have, I, I deal in a lot of businesses, but I'll give you rice to sell. And now this is the, the deal, young man. When you sell and you make the profit, take 90% of the money and give me 10%. The young man said, no, 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 no. You are going to rent a house for me? You will give me all this? Why should I take 90% of the profit and, and, and give you 10? No, 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 God, I will, I will give you, I'll give you the, the 90 and then I'll take the 10. The rich man looked at him and smiled. He said, young man, I'm a rich man. I don't need money. I just want you to have this good life. But you take 90% and give me 10. The deal was done. The house was rented. This guy started living in a good house. The shop was rented. The man gave this young man quality rice. 
he started the sales. Truly, his skill of begging for money sold at the marketplace. He has the skill of persuading people to buy the rice. He did a good profit at the end of the month. Now, the rich man showed up at his house, knocked on the door, and then the guy shows up, look at the rich man's face, and he said, I don't have any money for you. You know why? He said, all the one month, the 31 days, when I was in Medina Market and shouting and screaming, people come and buy, come and buy, I didn't see you at the marketplace. Why should I give you some of the money? If it were you, what would you do to that young man? After you've rented a home for him, after you've paid all the bills, after you've supplied him with goods to sell. This is what he's telling you. I know what you are thinking. But hear what the rich man said. He said, okay, young man, maybe you don't understand the deal. I'll give you time. Let me give you like three months. Think through this deal carefully. So that when you make the profit, give me 10 and take 90. This young man kept making profit and he never gave the man any money. The man said, okay. Then the Lord said, this is how you treat me. After I have blessed you, after I have protected you, after I have connected you to good places and good people and good partners, you forget about how it started. You make your profit, and you stand somewhere and say, these pastors, they keep talking about tithes. Quote certain scriptures that we should pay tithes. When I was sweating on the sun, where was he for me to come and pay tithes? Really? Keep it. With your ingratitude attitude, keep your tithes. When he has protected you, given you energy to go to work, when he has done all for you to get the profit... You said when you were selling, he wasn't there. So he doesn't deserve that 10% tithe. If by this story, your mind doesn't change, you don't repent of holding your 10%, then you are a natural man. Ungratefulness is in our blood. And we bring that same attitude in relationship with God. He's done so much for us. Many wonderful things in our life, in our parents, in our siblings, our education, our finances. Yet we are so ungrateful. Remember how he's kept you through this COVID period. Ghanaians, we boast of concussion. We say we have the, anti, uh, the, 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 the uh, antivirus. Just take some mint tree, peel some pineapple, put it in some sobolo, it will kill the virus. <laughs> and we burst. But we forget that there is a supernatural power behind all we do to have kept safe. Is he out of place? 
to participate in the feast of ingathering? Is it out of place to bring a substance on Sunday, even now? Is it out of place? When you look back, sometimes we underestimate God's special protection that we enjoy from arrows that fly by day and fly by night. That have the potential of terminating our lives prematurely. I pray that from tonight, today being day one of our thanksgiving offering, this message will help you to teach somebody that being grateful, being thankful, it is to your own advantage. And if you are not feeling it, if you don't understand why we should do the feast of ingathering, just look back. When you didn't have a job, just look back. When you were struggling to get a man or woman to marry, just, just look back. When your mother or sister was admitted in the hospital, I know how much Prof. Gabi is being surrounded with this and that and this and that. And when the results come, we behave like the guy who was on the street begging. I bring this to an end. And I bring this to you again. Joshua 24 verse 15. He said, as for me and my house, he's done so much for us. I want us to sing this song in appreciation. Shall we be on our feet? We want to pray a little. He's done so much for me. Choir, can you help me? I cannot tell it all. This is the song that me and my family, as for me and my family, we are looking back. If I had 10,000 Sing this song with me. Have you have dancing? So much for me. Oh, I cannot tell it all. You say, If I had if I had
going to pray a prayer based on Psalm 103 verse 2 to 5. He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed. I want us to pray. I want us to pray. Thanking the Lord. Thanking the Lord. Thanking the Lord. Begin to look back. Begin to look back. Begin to look back. Thanking the Lord. He satisfies you. He satisfies you with good things. He satisfies you with good things. Yes, Father, you deserve it. You deserve it, Lord. You deserve it, Lord. You deserve it, Lord. You deserve it, Lord. Thank the Lord now. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. As you thank the Lord. Miracle is waiting for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.